My message is all about healing your gut, connecting to your gut, feeding your gut so you can live from your gut. So that intuitive voice that's meant to guide all of us that we all have, that we can hear those messages, that we can feel lit up by them, and that there can feel like this flow between what we're eating and what we're taking in and what we're putting out back in the world, whether that's poop or a project that you're obsessed about and can't wait to share with everyone. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realized it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Good day. <laughs> what? I'm just... I'm laughing at something. <laughs> On Instagram, we were. I just saw an advertisement. Uh-huh. It's a photo of us in the advertisement. It's not from Almost Thirty. Oh, and the quote oh, is yeah. like not a quote of from us. <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, a, I yeah. think it's a yeah philosopher mm-hmm. or a writer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But hey, it makes us look smart it's as hell. Because <laughs> it's like two girls quote from a genius. <laughs> Literally like I, I read that I was like, huh. <laughs> but funny. hey, thanks. Like, yeah, this is, it just made me laugh. Um Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Just found out one of my good friends is engaged. Woo! So pumped. It's awesome. Love when her fiance did it all by himself, did it on the low. Yeah. Just Bought the ring, did the thing, did the surprise. So nice. So nice. So much pressure. <laughs> I know. I'd love to get in inside the brains of people who do the proposing. Oh, and it's too like, much press. It's a lot. You know, because we've been in situations where we get nervous before we go on and do something. So like, I wonder what that feels like. Totally. You well, know? it's hard too, because like, when I like, I feel like maybe a lot of girls like know what they want. So they just say it. They're like, I want to be in proposed to at a baseball game. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, I don't have no idea. So I feel like that is extra pressure because it's mm. like trying to figure out something that I don't even know. Totally. I don't know. I have zero clue. Zero clue. I wouldn't probably want to be around a lot of people. I don't think so either. I don't know if I'm ever going to, when it happens, I probably won't tell people for a long time. That's what I thought about you. I was like, oh, she's not going to tell me. Like, honestly, I probably (laughs) won't tell anyone. Because I just was thinking about, I'm like, this is a problem for me that I have a hard time receiving. And Mm. I really was thinking about being engaged that I'm going to have a really hard time receiving all of that. Mm. Well, it'll be a good practice for you. Yeah. So 
Japan didn't get engaged. <laughs> you guys are wondering. Uh, you're the first to know. I the whole group's waiting. The whole group is waiting. Breath. I even, like, Lindsay and my sister were like, okay, so, like, no news is, <laughs> is news. I was like, I'm a terrible friend for asking and also not asking. I mean, <laughs> I just, it's like, what do you even, I'm, I don't even know. Well, I, I, there's no, there's there no extreme emotions it. because it's happening. And like, you guys are just mm-hmm. like partners in life. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just this weird thing where it's, it's like, Oh, thing. Oh, this is going to happen. I was like, what if he does it without a ring? Cause I didn't think, cause I was like the way he was traveling. I'm like, you're being too casual about the bags mm. and stuff. And I'm like, you would, you know, if there was a ring somewhere, you'd be a little bit more thoughtful and careful about totally. that kind of stuff. And I'd be wasn't. terrified to travel Same, with Honestly, a, he was, that's what he said before, but anything. I thought he was trying to throw me off his trail. Mm. He was like, I'm afraid to travel with the ring. I'm like, okay. Again, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was just like, okay. And I thought he was trying to fuck with me, um, <laughs> but he wasn't. So that's an update, everyone. So Japan was awesome. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to go, um, I know, I don't know how the lights are. Yeah. The lights are flickering. Someone's here. The ghost is here. <laughs> I wonder why he's here right now. But there was a typhoon, which was crazy. And then there was an earthquake, which was crazy. But Justin and I just had a good old, good old time as the bigs. He was the biggest person in the whole country. Literally. I was going to ask. The bigs, what was that like? The bigs had a very bigs breakfast. Like we are very bigs time. We had two breakfasts every day. Like every, like one time he was talking about something and I was like, which breakfast? Cause we had two breakfasts. We'd travel around the town having a breakfast for him, a breakfast for me. We had extra tables What's pulled up to like our tables. They eat noodles every meal. Mm. So traditional breakfast is like noodles, broth, meat in the noodles, egg in the noodles. It's just all noodles, man. It's crazy. Mm. And then sushi, the sushi and sashimi that Justin had was really good. We would get like waffles in the subway and we were, we had sushi on conveyors, which oh, was so yeah. good. That's a thing. Yeah. We were like, every yeah. night we were like prayers for conveyors because we just want to eat sushi on conveyors. It was <laughs> so the, like fun. the most big thing because it was casual. The sushi would be like there in a second. You could eat it in two seconds. It was so bomb. Yeah. Very yum. And you, so you, the weather was a little The weather was crazy. Bad. So it was typhoon season. So maybe that's why our tickets were so cheap was because it was typhoon season. <laughs> I was like, guys, Is go this to going Japan. in the guide? <laughs> Literally. I was like, guys, go to Japan this time. Tickets are cheap. And it was because it was typhoon season. So we, um, one of the days we had to like cancel a tour and stuff. And actually a lot of the country got wrecked pretty bad at some parts, um, some of the exhibits that we were going to and stuff like got closed down because the typhoon was so bad. But I just forgot that at, in Japan, like weather's definitely a thing. They have earthquakes, mm. they have typhoons. Did you feel the earthquake? Mm-mm. I didn't feel that, okay. but the typhoon was really bad. Oh. But we just haven't had, I mean, there's, you know, that's, and I was thinking about that when I was there, I was like, and where else was I? I was somewhere else recently. And the weather was really bad. And I was thinking about like with global warming, now traveling is kind of, Mm. maybe I think I was in, we were in Mexico City, the weather was really bad or something. But I was thinking now it's kind of, I've never been afraid to travel, but now with the way global warming is going, you have to really think about that when you go. There could be hurricanes, there could be typhoons. 
Um, there could be tornadoes, you know, the heat, everything's like going pretty much pretty crazy with the weather right now. I know in North Carolina and the Carolinas, they're bracing for a hurricane. Um, so now you just can't go anywhere without thinking about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Weather when it happens, it's extreme. Yeah. It's crazy. And so I guess a hurricane and typhoon are the same thing, but a typhoon, because it's in the body of water that it's in, in Japan is called a typhoon. Because it's like a tropical Mm -hmm. type. It's because it's the Pacific ocean, I think is hurricanes and the Atlantic is typhoons or something. So it's based on the ocean. Oh, I think it's it's flip-flopped. Yeah. 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 Typhoons in Pacific. Okay. Yeah. I think. Or whatever the, yeah. So whatever it is, but, um, so that was really bad and we didn't feel the earthquake, but it was just interesting. But the people there are angels. Oh. I met up with one of our listeners. So cool. Allie. Um, so she DM'd me. She works for Cirque du Soleil in Tokyo and was able to hook Justin and I up with Cirque du Soleil tickets, which was like the highlight of our trip. It's the best. It was so cool. Dude, they're so good. They had this like mime who did like a hand puppet show. It was the best thing I've ever seen. It's crazy how like it, it, I think of like a circus kind of like attracting, cause like, I mean, it's the most bizarre acts bizarre. and abilities and whatever. Yeah. And like, if you think about it really, yeah, I'm sure they could have like normal jobs, but like how cool that they have a space to just like express themselves in that way. And I mean, tort. <laughs> there was like what a juggler guy that was like amazing at juggling. And then he did all of these things. I was thinking about that. I'm like, this is such a special Mm. thing. And like she said, Allie said that they like all love each other. It's like a family. They travel around the world together. I mean, it's just stuff like that. Like I would have never bought a ticket to, you know, just because I'd be like, oh, I've been. But I went and I was like, oh, so cool to like see people do cool stuff. And like every time you're scared, you're like, oh, are they going to land that? Mm -hmm. Are they going to like- It's dangerous. It's so dangerous. But that's the whole thing is like that anxious Mm -hmm. moment of wondering if they can do it. Yeah. And they've done it a hundred times. Yeah. You know, it was like, I don't know. It was so cool. Cool. Yeah. It was amazing. So fun. It's amazing. While you were away, I went to Palm Springs. I was like, oh, she's away. I should go away for a second. I should. I'm dying um, for a little Palm Springs moment right I know. now. Well, it's about to be like the good season. Yeah. It's going to be busy, but it's going to be good. Yeah. Because it's so fucking hot yeah. in the summer. It was still really hot, but um, I wanted to get away for just like a two-day thing by myself. I mm. usually do it near my birthday. And um, it was great. And um, my friend Adelie um, has some Airbnb. So I stayed Mm. in one of those, which is so cute. And she owns the ice cream and shop. So if you're ever in Palm Springs, visit that. It's adorable. It's It's connected to the arrive hotel, which is also amazing. But I was like, everything was fine. I just chilled and, you know, went out to dinner and whatever. Um, and it was fun. I like jumped in the, I was doing like cannonballs in the pool. I was like by yes. myself, just having like a grand old time, like yes. n- not giving It's fun to fuck. like get under the water so fun. and like be under the water. Yeah. It was so fun. And just like, yeah, be really weird. Yeah. And like, I came back in the house and, um, I think I took a shower, but like, I don't like usually wear a lot of clothes. Mm-hmm. If I'm alone, I don't wear a lot of clothes mm-hmm. at all. If any clothes, usually right after a shower. Cause I'm just like, eh, let me mm-hmm. dry. I'm just whatever. So I'm like walking around without any clothes on and like everything's gated. So I'm not really worried anyone seeing me. And then all of a sudden the pool boy comes in the backyard <laughs> and I was like, 
oh, like the door was completely like you can see straight in. I think he kind of saw me like kind of start to run. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I like, got my best angle when I'm running. Yeah, oh my God. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Was he? No. I didn't invite him in. Is Young? that what you're asking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been fun. Yeah. So, and then it turned into like a porno. <laughs> have you ever seen the um, SNL skit, Pete Davidson with Pool Boy? Oh my He's God, like, no. Oh my God, it's so funny. It's like with a, a mom, like a stay-at-home mom that's like kind of neglected at home. And then there's the Pool Boy and she's like, you know, obsessed with him. She's like, we can't tell my husband. It's just going to be you and I. Like, we'll hit the road and blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And then like a minute later, she's like, you know what? I can't do this. I need to tell my husband I can't do this. He's like, okay. Like he like doesn't give a fuck. Like she's like, you know, I need, I think we need to cut it off. Like so emotional. And each time he's like, okay. (laughs) It's so funny. That's amazing. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. So it was good. Anyway. Love that. It was very uneventful, which was nice. Oh yeah. Came back, got in the swing of things. You you came back and we're mm-hmm. ready to roll. Ready to rock and roll. Back in the damn swing of things. Mm-hmm. What's up, everyone? Um, thanks for the feedback on the solo app. Means a lot. Yeah. Kind of hard to listen to at times, but it was great. Mm-hmm. So good. Just to like figure out, listening only to figure out like what the fuck. Well, it's also, well, one, you just recorded it and didn't listen to it again. Same with my yeah. episode. Don't want to listen to yeah, it again. Yeah, no, I'm good on all that. But like, um, it is interesting not having each other. Mm-hmm. It like takes a moment. I was nervous like, at first. Get out of, funny. yeah, same. At the beginning, I'm like, hey guys. Yeah. Because that's not comfortable for me to like talk like that mm-hmm. and be like, but hey, like, every, and be like, hey everyone, you know, I don't. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's normally totally just a weird. conversation with both of us. So it's mm-hmm. hard for me to like do that. And I always want to like go back and like do it again. Do you know what I, I mean? I do it, I know. Um, but it was incredible. So if any of y'all are uh, thinking about making the jump, listen to that episode from your, maybe your nine to five or mm-hmm. whatever job you're in and you're mm-hmm. not totally satisfied or fulfilled. Krista did it. Yep. And we're going to do more of those. So mm-hmm. get ready for those it's gonna be great okay so this episode this week mm-hmm. is robin Euclid. who's all i love her Dude. love her we were buds 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 she is the sweetest little girl too sweet little angel um, she's beautiful and cool you know what my favorite part about the whole interview was is she, this gave me permission and something i'll never forget as I asked about something, I forget what I asked about related to health and wellness. And she goes, you know, that's not really my wheelhouse. My thing is mm. digestive health yeah. and, you know, the gut. And I just was like so impressed with that yeah. and feeling confident saying she doesn't know. You know, she probably does know to be completely honest. She probably knew the answer, but really wants to stick to what she does know best and what she is really good at mm-hmm. and the message that she's trying to convey. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought that was so powerful. I'm like, fuck yeah. Well, there's and so now many I trust people, her more with other answers. Exactly. There's so many people in this space that are either regurgitating what they've heard and they're not quite sure, but they're saying it anyway. So it's kind of a part of their little, their resume. And Mm -hmm. yeah, 
the more honest, the better. So yeah, we, we definitely talked a lot about digestive health, health, which we can't get enough of. And we know you guys can't get enough of. And she's really, um, she emphasized just that, like we are all built differently. You know, there's no one size fits all for diet, for lifestyle. And Robin is actually intuitive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and little known fact. Little known fact. So I just love how she weaves that into her process or um, her practice as a nutritionist. And um, her book, Thin from Within, is just awesome. It's by um, my bedside table. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're just really excited to share this episode with you. Robin is a light and so smart and so funny and fun. Um, and we know you'll get a lot out of it. So join our secret, secret Facebook group um, and we can talk more about that. You can visit Robin's website at robinyukilis.com, R-O-B-Y-N-Y-O-U-K-I-L-I-S.com. And what else? We're on tour mm-hmm. still. <laughs> we love being on tour. Let me get that out there. Yeah. <laughs> but we just, we, I feel like we say it all the time. So I just want to yeah, let you know. Like, I know you guys are like dying about the tour. <laughs> so tonight we have is Dallas. So that'll be at the beautiful Susie Batiz's house mm-hmm. that sold out. Um, Austin Thursday that sold out. Um, and then we have San Diego, which is sold out. We have... You guys LA. have to drink every time we say sold out. Dude. <laughs> and then we have LA on the 25th in October. And then we're taking a motherfucking break. <laughs> we're taking a break. Taking a break before the world tour next year. Yeah. So. Just because we want to create more yeah. content and things for you guys. Mm-hmm. And we need kind of the space to do it. Yeah. So excited. And then um, Podcast Pro. So if you guys want to start your own podcast, that's available on our Mm -hmm. website. Um, We've been selling a lot of those. So make sure to go to almost30podcast.com and find those. And then go to our sponsors page to find out discount codes, promo codes, our affiliates. You guys can um, also get $1,000 off joining IIN. So the Institute for Integrative Nutrition is a health school that a lot of the people on our podcast have been through. Um, Whether they are um, health experts or they're starting a business in the health space. It really helps you understand your health holistically. So we stand behind them and we are affiliates of them. So check out IIN. Um, you can get a thousand dollars off by, um, with their program by mentioning almost 30. Cool. Cool. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll see you on the other side. Enjoy this episode. See you on the flip. See ya. Oh, I love that hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Well, just give me a little I'm like inspired to do a half up recently. The half up is everything. Mm. Half up is, half is so up is, in. It's the thing. It's just. But mine is not. I've always vol- been doing it though. Like I was very you. like. Yeah. I use a lot of um stuff in my roots. Dry shampoo. Yeah. Some dry shampoo and then blow it out. Like whenever people are oh. like, how do you keep your hair after you're exercising? You blow dry it from the root out afterwards every single time. And it like like all volume. I, Respe- I see the women after Soul Cycle do that all the time. I'm like, yeah. what are they doing? That's and what they're I doing. Know. That's yeah. the secret. Because I think that's how you're supposed to use dry shampoos with the blow yes. dryer. Even without the dry shampoo. I only do dry shampoo like every third time. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really use it as much as I used to. I used to use it all the time. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't work it's as much. No. Well, living intention, living proof. That's the mm-hmm. best one. I know everyone swears their dry oh, shampoo I love is amazing, proof. but living proof is, that's, that's the that's one. That's a good one. That's the one, period. Um, Stop debating. Y'all, we have Robin <laughs> Euclid in the house. <laughs> so excited. So I want to talk about feeling off this week. Are you feeling, you're feeling a little all over? I am too. 
I'm gonna start crying. No, just kidding. I, I, I can keep it together for a podcast I recording. Too. There's just like vibe. I feel it around me. Things are happening around me that are a little like in my face, and oh. then I feel it vibrationally happening. Mm. So I I talk about this feeling that I have in my heart when I'm meditating or when I go to really like sacred places. I consider like like uh, Asheville, Tennessee has mm. um, courts in the mountains. Whenever I'm there, I feel this like hum in my heart. Mm. And this week, I've felt like a vibration from that same place, but it's off. Mm, like I can yeah. feel it in a different key or different register, for example. And it's wow. like, okay, you're there. That's weird. You know, how much do we want to talk about that? How much do we want to explore? Yeah. Is there, I don't think that for me, it's always my go-to to make everything a to-do or a lesson or tie it up with a bow. And I'm like, I don't think this is about that. I think this, you're just supposed to feel and observe and see what's going on. And I don't know, get back in bed when you can. <laughs> I feel yeah. that. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. I'm like, maybe not trying to figure out what it is so much, but just like letting it be. I'm letting it move through. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been feeling supposed like to be I need thing. to cry. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling like it's like, I've started to cry a few times. I started to cry yesterday. I started to cry today. And I need to just cry. And I started to cry a moment ago, but it's like, it hasn't moved through. But there's nothing really going on that's making me feel that way. But I keep wondering, I'm like, okay, is it the move? I'm like, do I have an energy that's attached to me at my new apartment? Like, I just like think of all this like crazy shit instead of letting it be. Mm. What I do with that is music. Yeah. I'll play I one of those to find a good cry song. What's cry- a cry song? Oh my God. Well, it's what a cry song for me right now. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> it's going to sound real weird. It's the Elenium remix oh. of the Marshmallow song, Silence. Yes. It gets real heavy. It's it's I sing like a little bit of an EDM girl. Well, a lot of bit of an I EDM love girl. So. Can you sing it? Can, no. I can't <laughs> sing that. No one can Actually, sing that you know song. what? On that note, we're going to close out the episode with that song. I had a vision for that. I was in the car listening to him. I'm like, I'm going to ask them to close out. Oh, yeah. Yes. The episode with that song and there it is. No way. It's just there's it's like emotional, but also just like big and and it just it hits you in that that mm, that like it hurts so good. I used mm. to call it um I would go for a run and I'd hear songs like mm. that. Usually it was like let it go, you know, stuff mm. like that. And I called it crunning. Like I'd go for a cry run. Oh it was like a new sport. I've done that. Crunning. And Feels then there's cry so yoga. You can cry in yoga. But uh, I'm more of a crier and a runner because it's the music moving through. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Landslide. Just, Landslide's yeah, my um, number one oh, cry song. Didn't expect that I want to hear you. everyone's cry songs. Oh, Post somewhere one on cry Facebook song. or Instagram. We actually have I want to hear a Facebook group about cry songs. <laughs> really? Yeah, I asked him. I was like, what? because me and... <laughs> We, me and my friends were talking about that one day. We're like, what's your cry songs? And there's like a thread. Oh, cool. Of cry songs. I could see. Oh. But everyone's is so different. And it's uh-huh. different at different times of our lives, I yes. feel like, or what's happening for you, what's going mm-hmm. on and what you're connecting to in that Dashboard. moment. So <laughs> I was never an emo girl. You were? I was always like a rock and roll, like. EDMer. Mm, EDMer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel that. Sunset Boulevard. Oh. Silver Lake. Yep. Who was early Robin 20s? in her early 20s? Yeah. Paint oh my the God. Uh-oh. No one's asked me this before. You, you, <laughs> she walked up to she walked up to where we are in the studio in my apartment or whatever. And my apartment kind of looks like Dutch Wonderland, like some sort of weird like Playboy Mansion vibes, but not Playboy Mansion. It's like it has the Dutch like mm-hmm. windows and shit. And she's like, I feel like I've partied here like 15 years ago, and I was like mm-hmm. strewn out on the driveway over here. Mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So who was that? So, okay, we're going there. 
Deep breath, Robin. As we always do. <laughs> Deep breath, Robin. So in my early 20s in New York City, I was a big partier. I was a big club girl and I was serious about it. So mm. that meant I went out on Sundays and Mondays oh, and Tuesdays you when you know. and Wednesdays. Tuesday, baby Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes a weekend night, but you know, I would try and take those off. And I would just go out at night and go to see these DJs and go to these small intimate clubs. And I had a buddy at the time, Billy, still a friend of mine. And we were like best friends going out. And sometimes we we'd make out and sometimes more than that. But we like, you know, we had our thing and I was working a full-time job at the time. And I was also acting on the side at the time. And I remember I made these rules. I was like, okay, if you're sober and you stay sober for the night, nothing, you can stay out till four. But if I was drinking, then I had to be in bed by two. And that was my rule. So I could crawl out of bed the next day at 7 a.m. and get to work and actually be like a semi-functioning human being. And when then that started to like wear out a little around 26, people started to get, you know, like boyfriends and not go out as much. I was like, well, I'm going to go to the West Coast because I can keep it going there. (laughs) (laughs) I sensed where the party was and I moved across the country and I moved to Los Angeles and I live with my cousin at the time. And I remember on Sunday nights, there was this like jazz party with some of the celebrity kids in Hollywood. And I would drive over the hill from Studio City on Sunday nights, listening to like, I don't know. Tiesto. Tiesto. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally like get myself all like jazzed up. And I had no one to go with. I was thinking about this the other day. I was having this really like full tears, gratitude moment for my life right now because I would go out and I had no, I mean, I had friends, but they were working and not partying as much. And I I just wanted to just be a part of something. I wanted to feel like I belong somewhere, like I could connect to someone. And so I'd go and I was had friends there, but I was, I never, I didn't even have like a sidekick and I'd go on Sunday nights and party. And this continued for years. And uh, I moved into an apartment building that lived, I had an apartment above these five Dutch guys that were like 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And every night of the week, you know, drinking beers and playing guitar. And I hung out with them and I had the best time until eventually one day I was fed up with it. And I was like, this isn't what you really want. Mm. And I remember having this moment where I was like, you're not going to say yes to anything that isn't exactly what you want. And so all the booty call text messages at 2 a.m., even though they made me feel so good about myself Mm -hmm. and these guys were great and friends and I'm still friends with them till this day, I just said no. I just said no. And I was single, single, single and definitely barely went out and stopped saying yes to work opportunities that I didn't want either. And at the time I was working in nonprofits and doing kind of like documentary film festival gigs and going very much like gig to gig, like project-based work. And that's when I found the the Institute for Integrative Nutrition where I got my certification. And when I found my now husband, because he was a yes, he was exactly what I wanted. And so Mm -hmm. I said yes to that. And I said yes to this program. And that was really, I was 28 at the time. And that's when everything shifted and changed. And a year and a half later, I moved back to New York City. And that was, I'm not so great at the math. I think that was like 11 years ago. I have my husband to keep tight. He's the numbers guy. He keeps tabs on this stuff. (laughs) Hi, Scott. Thanks, honey. Um, About 11 years ago. And then about a year and a half after living in New York, I was like, I miss LA. He's like, oh my God, you're the one that convinced us to move back here. Mm -hmm. I was like, I miss it. So we figured out a way to kind of do this bi-coastal thing. And so we've been doing that now for nine years or something like that, where we're in LA for a few months out of the year scattered. And we're in New York, uh, in Brooklyn. That's our home base for the rest of the time. You do Airbnb? So we do a swap 
a lot of people ask me about I this. So that. this is, I'm really the queen of like anything you want in your life is possible. It's true. Like it is possible. Yes, it I was is like, true. I'm putting it out in the universe. I'm doing a ton of work around it. I'm not using the word manifesting, but like this is all possible. And so we sent an email to some friends and a couple about doing a swap. And some friends wrote back and eventually we've had a thread of people we've done it with. And we've done it with the same guy, Jason, who's a writer for years now. Wow. And we both moved into really nice places at the same time. And he's in our place right now. And um, we're in his place. And it's just, it's just worked out. I love that. That is the coolest. Yeah. That's my story. That's, That's my dream. like LA party mm-hmm. girl. Here I am. Sorry. Nothing to do with food or nutrition or any of that stuff, but that's me in a nutshell. Oh. So <laughs> you went through um, the school of how do you say integrative INN? I, so the Institute I, for Integrative Nutrition, IIN. Yeah, IIN. Um, I always get that wrong. My it's sister okay. always like slimes me. You land close enough. Went through it. So you went through that and were there, you know, health issues that you were experiencing that you wanted to heal? Like where was that healing part of your work? Like how did that come in? So I've always been someone who's wanted to help people. Like I I went to school, I was going to be an international criminal court lawyer. I graduated, I worked in the nonprofit land. Like that has always been a deep desire within me, but it never had anything to do with food or or nutrition. When I started dating my husband, I became really obsessed with the farmer's markets. He was living in Santa Monica at the time and started to realize like there's a world beyond Trader Joe's and there's something here happening with food and how it makes me feel and making it and making it for us and we would have these dinners and go for walks. And it just, it it became something that was really real in my life versus me trying to control food. And I didn't realize it until I went through a nutrition program, how, how much of an eating disordered past I had. Mm. I wouldn't classify myself as having a textbook eating disorder, but I definitely had a disordered view of eating and how to... F- feed my body. And essentially it was always eat this, you're bad. Eat this, you're good. You know, um, how thin can I be? How skinny can I be? Never being thin enough, never being happy with my body, speaking horribly to myself and gaining quite a bit of physical weight and emotional weight, which is something I talk a lot about in my book, Thin From Within, that I was carrying around just really kind of how I said about my early days in Los Angeles, I was really lonely and Mm. really unhappy and searching for a feeling of belongingness in my kitchen cabinets at night because I wasn't getting it in my life. And so thankfully this program really shed light on that and made me realize like, oh, there's something here. You've been, you've been making a career, not out of your career, but out of dieting. It's just not something you ever had anybody to really talk to. Um, my mom didn't know how to talk to me about it. You know, it was like, well, I want you to be happy in your body. Don't eat, maybe you don't want to eat that dessert. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. a lot of our parents don't really have the tools for this. And so I went to nutrition school. I learned that, you know, I really needed to relearn how to feed myself. And then from that, I also learned how to become a health coach and open my own coaching practice. And that was nearly a decade ago now. And it's morphed over so many years as to what it really, really is. And my message is all about healing your gut, connecting to your gut, nourishing your gut, feeding your gut so you can live from your gut. So that intuitive voice that's meant to guide all of us that we all have, that we can hear those messages, that we can feel connected from to, from them to them, we can feel lit up by them, and that there can feel like this flow between what we're eating and what we're taking in and what we're putting out back mm. in the world, whether that's poop or a project that you're you know obsessed about and can't wait to share with everyone. Totally. How did that become like your focus? 
the the gut, the gut and yeah. intuitive, intuitive piece. I realized that was over the years, like that's what everything came back to with my clients. Because when I work with my clients, I work very practically, but also on the emotional level. So practically speaking, if I could get them pooping more, mm-hmm. they were going to feel better real fast. So it, was like, so it was like, what's going on with their gut? How is their digestive system? How are they feeding that? What can I do to, to focus on that first? And then that would make such a massive impact, even just in a few days, let alone a month or two or three months. And so starting there, they'd start feeling better in their bodies. And then they'd start thinking about their lives more and realizing, you know, am I happy? Is there something I want to be doing that I'm not doing? And having this safe place and space with me to talk about that and connect to that and do a little digging. Mm-hmm. What would you say if someone just kind of base level, like isn't pooping, like what are maybe things that you came across that were really common, common causes, whether it's physical, emotional diet? So one, definitely not old advice, but water. Mm. I like to give the metaphor that if poop is the boat, how can it float without a river? Mm. And so water definitely during the day, but ideally really focusing on first thing in the morning. So completely flooding, drowning essentially your system. If you can, even 32 ounces of water, which is a large mason jar. First thing in the morning, bring it in the shower with you. I find my husband's in the shower. I'm like, like, can you make that to the sink? He's like, I'm making it to the shower at least. Um, (laughs) You know, drinking that before, as you're getting ready for your day, before the coffee, before the tea, before the potions and the lotions, whatever it is that you're doing, having that so that you can flush your system. And yes, lemon water is great. Hot water with lemon is great, but we're not necessarily getting enough, enough hydration before those Mm. um, healthy things that we're incorporating. Um, So really tons and tons of water. Second to that is I talk a lot, and this is my first book in Go With Your Gut about relaxing on the toilet and having some space for that. Mm. You know, whether you're uh, someone with a little, like me, I have a two and a half year old daughter who's banging down the door or you just, the bathroom's always been a place of anxiety for you or stress or pressure. It's just taking a minute to be like, hi, I'm here. This is where I am now. We're going to the bathroom. I'm letting my body release. Mm. Can I relax? Can I let this be easy? Can I let this just be a part of my day? feel the flow, whatever it is you want to do in there and just let that go. Because so many of us constrict and tighten, especially women, right? We hold on, we grip yeah, and right. we're doing that with our poopers too. Mm. So letting that release a little bit, letting that go. And then after that, I always say fermented foods. So raw, rich probiotic rich, mm. fermented, raw sauerkraut, kefir. If you can digest yogurt, there's probiotics in that. You can get a non-dairy version too. Um, so just really making sure that you have a variety of those good gut bacteria in there to help your gut along. That's not just a trend. That is real, real, real. What we are some need. of your faves? I love my favorites, the um, fermented vegetables, but the chunky ones. Mm. So if you ever see like the big cut up carrots or yeah. daikon radish, and I oh. like to make them like that myself too. And I have a recipe in Thin From Within, I'll give you guys that's really just making your own whole brine vegetables. And it's easier than sauerkraut because you literally just make salt water and then throw the veggies in and let it hang out on the counter like cute little pet and say hi to it from time to time, lift the lid. And then two weeks later, you've got probiotics. Oh, wow. Boom. That's crazy. Wow. So just salt water? Mm -hmm. It's a salt water solution. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Grows the bacteria. Grows the healthy good gut bacteria. Yeah. I like the... um, 
Do you like the farmhouse sour? Like mm. the, do you know what I'm talking I about? I do. I recommend Tell that me. one, the pickle one. There's the pickle and the, yes. the dill. Mm. There's a dill pickle one from farmhouse culture. So if you're someone that doesn't, that thinks that they don't like sauerkraut or anything like that, try the dill pickle one. Cause it tastes like pickles and you could chop it up and put it in like tuna mm-hmm. salad or with your turkey, whatever your lunch. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great like starter um, ferment. And then there's also one um, that's gingered carrots. That's also a good one for people to try. Cool. And even just a little bit, you know, just like a forkful. Okay. Put the lid back on one forkful. You're going to get your probiotics in. And it's just going to move everything along because how your digestive system is functioning, how your bowels are functioning, how much you're pooping is a direct sign of how well your system is functioning. And if your system is functioning well, that means you have more energy, you're sleeping better, you're more lit up, you're more yourself. Mm. This isn't just about, oh, well, yeah, I have a nice poop. It means more than that. Because if your digestive system has to work overtime or work more than it's supposed to, it's zapping those resources from you in other ways. Mm. What if if you're pooping too much? So if you're pooping too much, look at how much fiber you're having, how much raw vegetable, how much cooked vegetable it just mm. might be too much for you. Um, more of something, especially in the health world, is not necessarily a better thing. So for flax meal, for example, flax seeds became a huge trend. Like just a teeny little bit mm-hmm. is going to be enough, like a quarter teaspoon, okay. for example. Yeah, just starting small with a lot of these things and working your way from there. And really, you know, we talk a lot about listening to your body or seeing what feels good for you, but you're going to have to make that a priority. You're not just going to like get the download. You're going to have to say, okay, well, I'm trying this new food. I'm going to commit to also journaling for five days around it and just being like, okay, feel good. You may not need to write a lot, Mm -hmm. but just some kind of information so that you're like taking care of you. Mm. What should our poop look like? Ooh, (laughs) a nice, complete, even log for lack of a better, like a banana. Yeah. A nice little log. Color. Nice little log. You know what you think it should look like? Nice medium brown. Medium brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when it's, it's this, pellets, what does it mean? It's the pellets and the strippy ones and mm. the like, you know, something that just doesn't feel complete. Mm. Like complete and nice and mm-hmm. easy to pass. That's what you're going for. And how many times a day should we be going or how many? Everyone really is different. Okay. Um, I would say a minimum of once a day. And some people go three times a day. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Last poop question. No, everyone wants to know about poop. We We just don't like to talk about it. We just don't like to admit that we like to talk about it. So it's funny to like kind of track what my poop looks like because I'll notice if I'm, if I want to poop, like if I'm like, say, uh, gonna be in a bathing suit in a few hours, (laughs) like literally, or going on a date or whatever it is, have a shoot, something weird. Like I'll have like the, like almost constricted, like, mm-hmm. pe- what do you, would you mm-hmm. say strands almost mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It, it feels like, like I'm tense mm-hmm. and nothing's really, but normally mm-hmm. I'm pooping like a lot, like three yeah. times a day for sure. So like, what is the connection between kind of like the mental and your digestive system? So it's, it's physically what's happening um, is you are constricting. So you're tightening, you're making it harder for your bowel to release completely and to let that go. So you're going to have kind of like interrupted little something's Mm -hmm. happening down there. Um, And also your digestive system isn't able to break down the food as well as it typically would. So all the bacteria in there isn't able to like, you know, tick away at it and disperse the nutrients that you're getting. So you're kind of like you know, shaking up your digestive tract and all, everything that it's supposed to do. And then there's also the emotional component, right? Of like, can I relax around this? Can I release around this? Can I just mm-hmm. let this go? You know, so much of us, again, it's that totally. emotional piece of that control 
and it connects to our poops too. Interesting. Digestive enzymes. What Mm -hmm. are your thoughts on Mm -hmm. those? I think they're great. Um, If you're someone who is listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not pooping that often or I might have some funky food stuff going on, a probiotic pill and a digestive enzyme are a great place to start. Mm -hmm. So make sure you take it before your meal. Um, Also later, I'm trying to find like the better way to say this. I'm like, as we get older, we start to lose some of our digestive enzymes. So our systems Mm -hmm. in that department are not as strong or burning as strong as they used to be. And that that's an open-ended age, you know, range that I'm giving, um, trying to find it. If you guys let me know, you're a better way of saying that, or, you know, more conscious way of saying that, but it's just the truth. So adding some digestive enzymes, but I always say with digestive enzymes, like try a course of it. So try them religiously for 30 days or until the pill bottle runs out and see if you notice a difference you may mm. not have. Mm-hmm. So definitely experiment with that and see how you feel. So are there enzymes? But you'd be less bloated after. Yeah. You would just feel better after your meal. Are there enzymes within your stomach normally that yes. live to break down proteins, fats? Exactly. Okay. You got it. And can you ever have too many probiotics? Yeah. Your body just it kind of just poops and pees them out. You, you can't really. Mm, okay, yeah. cool. I didn't yeah. know if it was. I've, I've had a lot of bloating from too many probiotics before. Well, how are you getting them? Isn't it might have been more of the food. It was from pills. Okay. Like so yeah, took a so, pack of on it has a probiotic. Yeah. Pack. Oh, so I should specify I'm speaking about probiotics in probiotic like rich natural, foods. Yeah. yeah. So if you are taking a probiotic supplement, for mm-hmm. example, that's specifically just for that. Yes, you can take too yeah. much. I think it was like for someone that was literally coming off of like heroin recovery. They needed to like <laughs> completely redo their gut. Honestly, my gut was literally like fucking out. It was like, yeah, it was insane. And, then, and sometimes like it gets shit. worse before it gets better. I know. Too. Colonics. You know what's so wild about this? Or I've never had really? one. I've never well, I had think one. It's, it's no longer colonics. It's like hydrocolon therapy Hydro- where it's really slow. And yeah. Like, I've read about it. I've re- researched it. I have colleagues that love it. I have colleagues that hate it. I have friends that love it and friends that you couldn't pay them. I just personally, for me, I felt like my digestive system has always hummed along. I'm very conscientious of taking care of my body mm. and water and resting. Mind you, that's not all the time. I'm, you know, eating French fries and ice cream when I want to also. But I've never felt intuitively like that's Mm. a place I need to go. Um, I have had um, instinctive hits with clients where I have recommended it before, where I've just been like, I'm getting, and I see and kind of hear things um, where I'll get downloads and messages and I kind of have visions over my left eye. Um, So sometimes I'll get information about a client that they should do that, but I haven't for myself. So I'm not the best person to talk to about that. Talk to us more about those visions. What does that mean? My visions. I see things. (laughs) Yeah. I've always seen things. I, it kind of looks like a screen that pulls down over my left eye and then I'll see a flash of something or a picture. Sometimes it's a conversation or a moment or a memory, um, connecting to myself or someone I'm talking with or someone that I'm coaching. Obviously it really turns on when I'm coaching and then I'll see something and then I'll get a little hit in my gut. So it just kind of feels like almost like a warm spark coming from inside my intuition, which I like to always mention to people like your intuition. Think of where we say that gut hit we get is also where your physical gut is. So it's all Mm. connected and the same and kind of cool to think about our intuition like that. Um, So I get a little spark from there and then I'll hear, you know, is this something that I would need to share? Is there more here? Is it okay to share this with the person? Sometimes there's another little bit that comes through and I've had this my whole life. I remember having this like really as a small kid, like as early as I can remember, it really just came really alive and had so much, 
so many words to it as I can share now through my coaching practice and then in writing my books and now in my life. And it's interesting because I haven't really explored it or trained it or anything like that. There was um, a medium recently on the Goop podcast. I don't know if you ladies heard that one. What's his name? I was a woman. It was a woman, Laura Lynn something. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, I, so um, one of my main team members, Emily uh, messaged me. She helps run my programs and directive creative vision and is one of my coaches. And she messaged me. She's like, you need to listen to this podcast. This woman describes her visions similar to yours. And I never heard anybody else say about a screen over their left eye. And I was listening to a podcast running around the Silver Lake Reservoir. My entire body was covered in chills the entire time. I could literally, I stopped like five times to like catch my breath. And what was interesting about hers is she said, that's where she gets messages. But then she also has a mediumship on top of that, where she does connect to people who have passed. And I don't have that. So it was really cool to hear her speak about them separately. Like that's her intuitive hits and other clear messages she gets, but also that she has the mediumship on top of it. And also what she said was um, about training it and researching it and going into it. And I've never done any of that. I've never Mm -hmm. even spoken with another intuitive about my, like what that is. It's only really coming out since I've been sharing a little bit on podcasts about it here and there, but it's always been in my coaching practice. And, but again, I've never really like drawn on it. I've never meditated into it or kind of worked into it. It's just there. So I don't know. Talk to me in five years. We'll see what happens (laughs) with it. If I, you know, get a little even more curious that I have been. Can you talk about how your diet and eating has changed since you know, gaining all this knowledge. Oh my God. The best thing I say about these these books and the work and the work of my clients is really just continuously fine tuning what works for me Mm. (laughs) because it's, it's me feeling the way that I've felt in my body the last couple of years is it's incredible. I mostly with the book Thin From Within, where I sort of developed really the names for what I was doing. Mm. So I start my day with my huge amount of water Mm. and then I do kind of a matcha latte with adaptogens and some fat and that helps me feel good. And I can just be present with my daughter, not trying to eat breakfast while I'm sort of taking care of her and getting her out the door and everything that needs to happen. And then I get to my office and then I have my power parfait. So that's my amped up yogurt bowl. It's um, mm. yogurt with oats and chia seeds and fruit, et cetera. And it tastes like whipped heaven and protein powder. Um, so I have that. Do you and have yogurt, dairy yogurt? I do have, I have goat's dairy. Yeah, yeah. That happens to work really well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say with people experiments, try goats, try sheeps. Uh, there's a bunch of non-dairy options now that are great. Um, thankfully, um, some people, cows works great. So, you know, Mm. get grass fed, grass finished quality source. Um, and then lunch, I have my rule of five plate, uh, template, um, which I can talk about a little bit more too. And it's just, these are like, it's like my foundation. I feel like there's so much going on in my life and there's so much going on in everybody's lives, but to have be in a place now where I feel like my food is finally figured out a bit. And I know what really works for me Mm -hmm. is amazing. And to be able to teach that and share that and have so many people writing to me and messaging me like, I've never felt better. My belly feels calmer. Not that my belly feels flatter. It's that my belly, they, they feel calmer in their bodies because we do have such big plans for ourselves and so much we want to do in this world. So if we can take out a little bit of the guesswork around the food, mm. you know, and I always say, try, try what I recommend. And if that doesn't work for you, try something else. I'm not, I'm not here to say like, this is the way I'm here to say, this is what's worked really well for me. And so many of my clients and community and readers. Mm. What's the rule of five? 
So rule of five plate is the five foods you want to have on your plate at any given meal. I don't really do it for breakfast because I feel like um, I'm covered for lunch and dinner um, and power parfait works really well for me. I used to do a rule of five plate for breakfast, but when my daughter came, I was like certainly not making eggs and greens mm-hmm. <laughs> in the yeah. morning. Like that became hilarious. Um, so it's nothing, nothing wild, but just gives you a really nice template. So um, greens uh, raw or cooked. A lot of people cannot digest raw greens. So experimenting with cooked, if that feels like you, if you feel bloated after you eat salads. Um, so raw greens, or cooked greens rather, um, protein up to you, healthy fat again, up to you. Also, I put nuts in the healthy fat category, not in the protein category, just FYI, mm. from a digestive point of view, nuts are really hard to digest. If you mm. think about how they come in nature, I always say nuts aren't popcorn and we tend to eat them by the handful. Um, so thinking of them more like an olive oil, like you'd have two to three tablespoons of olive oil, for example. So kind of thinking about nuts in that category. So I've got greens, protein, healthy fat, and then a couple of wild cards that are more the like, you know, healthy belly way, a uh, cooked vegetable. So cooked vegetable for two reasons. One, um, it's easier for your body to digest anytime you have a cooked veggie in there. And two, it's really grounding. And also it's very satisfying to have a cooked vegetable. So mm-hmm. if you're someone like me who comes from the diet mentality, we tend to think, oh, I'm just, I just had a salad for lunch or I'm eating lighter. So I've, I am going to be lighter. And the more that I can give myself more solid grounding, some of those heavier foods like roasted squash, for example, like mm. I feel much more satisfied from my meal. And then the fifth one is going to be a ferment. Mm. So the sauerkraut or some of the sauerkraut juice in my dressing. Again, that's not for everybody. If you have SIBO or more serious digestive issues, this may not be for you um, or candida. But you know, if you generally don't suffer from any of those, give it a try. And then those are my five. And then I kind of have that as like a bowl for lunch. And then for dinner, I have different elements in different ways. So I might have a bean pasta with kale and tomato sauce and some roasted carrots mixed together. And then I'll have like my fermented vegetables on the side. So I sort of like mix it up a little bit more Mm. for dinner. That makes sense. Mm. Sounds delicious. I know. That's great. Some of my snacks, you know, any, any thoughts on, and not to like bring up another, um, the plant paradox, I think, mm-hmm. has freaked a lot of people out. So when you said like tomato sauce or, you know, eggplant or whatever they're talking about, legumes, I, I honestly haven't read it. I've just like heard the like hysteria after people read it. So do you have any thoughts on that? It's so funny because I went to this um, conference and I don't always share a lot from conferences. Like people are like, I'm not a blogger at heart. You know, I'm not like a, I'm more like a coach, like that's speaker and a coach. And so at this conference, I was like, I'm going to be a blogger. I'm going to share a lot more from this and Mm. give a lot more downloads. And I shared a ton from his speech. Never have I gotten so many (laughs) messages from people being like, this guy's a total quack. This was studies in mice and not in, I was like, whoa, I thought his stuff sounded real legit. So I did some research on my own. Um, There's, there's some information backing it there. There's some information that's against it there. So this Mm. is something where I say, depends how you feel. I come from a place of digestive health and intuitive eating. If you're a woman that's been on a diet forever thinking something's going to fix you, or if you've lost weight in the past and you're like, I never felt like I was there, you know, and I feel a little bloated. Maybe I'm not pooping as much or I'm feeling just not great in my belly. That's my world. If you're suffering from something else, experiment with something else. So for his diet, you know, anti-inflammatory, heart health, you know, if those you're reading through his work and seeing like, oh, that sounds Mm. like me. Oh, that sounds like me. Experiment with it. Right. 
What exactly okay. is it? It's basically like no, um, no Night foods, shades. no nightshades, but no foods with leptin. So um, leptins are essentially there to preserve the um, future of the plant. Yeah. So there are these um, nutrients that essentially our bodies cannot break down to keep the plant going. So like yeah. it keeps animals away, for example. So like, mm-hmm. why would we eat those things? But I don't know. There's research that says, you know, brown rice is, is the most amazing thing ever. And other research that says brown rice is going to be the worst mm. thing for you. <laughs> so this is when we all have to like take a moment, you know, not just buy the li- buy into the latest trends and be like, what do I need? Mm. Okay. Mm. What do I need? And that's where the intuitive piece, and I say to everybody and why I will, I will always speak and teach about intuition is because that's it for everything. You know, what is your gut telling you? Yeah. Not your brain running away from you. you. Like the visions too. Yeah. I love visions. Okay. I want to pull some questions from our group, Mm -hmm. from our sweet Mm -hmm. angels. Hi angels. Mm -hmm. Hi angels of the secret podcast, Facebook group. Thanks for participating. Okay. Let's see. Can I, before you get into that, yeah. can I just say how much I love the name of this podcast? I know a lot of people say it because it oh. speaks to my inner raver child. Because, oh you know, as I'm like in the late 30s here and I'm like, this you look is... like you're fucking 20. My husband said to me, he goes, I, are you aging backwards? I was like, oh. yes. What a peanut head. I was like, yes, I am. I'm just going to own that. And oh. I've come a long way with that, right? We always say, oh, no, brother. not true. Oh. But I'm like, stay, when someone gives you a compliment, you're like, thank you. I thank love you. that. Thank, thank you. Connection so, yeah, love it. between gut and skin health from Katie Rock. It's all from the gut. So yeah. So if following a protocol like mine and thin from within or go with your gut, you are going to see your skin clear up. What, so what is the connection, I guess? So it's all hormones, essentially. Oh. So hormones, hormones connected to your gut? So it's essentially your bacteria in your system rules and works with your hormonal system. So they're essentially one and the same. So, so many of the protocols that I teach around gut health are very, very similar for mm. hormone health and balancing. They have a different um, theory and philosophy, a little bit more around dairy and animal products than mm. I do, but typically it's very, very similar. Wow. Okay. How to break sugar addiction. Mm. So Caitlin. this, so this, hi, Caitlin, I hear you girl. First of all, everyone's no. take a breath for the yeah. sugar, the sugar. That's all. Mm. It's a lot. God's I've been got, plotting this whole interview about my next sugar binge. Yeah. It's got its claws <laughs> in you. So a few things. So first off, looking at your diet, either enough protein or healthy fat, are you vegan? You might want to explore not being vegan. If you're not vegan, you might want to explore being vegan. This is one of those, like really look at the protein and the fat in your day. And then also, what's the sugar feeding? What are you what are you turning to it for? Mm. Did you have something in your life, in your in your day, in your life that day, rather, that you freaking loved? Like something that made you as happy as that mm. sugar binge would make you. And really getting honest about that. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I've actually thought about that. I'm like, dude, I just want to like lock myself in a room with like treats. So what do you so what do you want to do in there, right? Do you want to just lock yourself in a room and just have time to just be you probably. and be weird and have everyone leave you the f alone? And like that's probably what you need. Yeah. It's not and actually doesn't have to do with the treats. Yeah. And then also, are you letting your are you depriving yourself yeah. in other ways? There's so much hydration. You know, what's your job? Are you miserable at your job? You know. Yeah. Like this, all of it. <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> well, more for Caitlin, but <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, this is an interesting one that I'm curious about: uh, food combining. Okay, so I used to follow food combining. I would teach the principles because it, it was kind of like a one-on-one in gut health. And then I did some research and spoke with some doctors. And what they explained to me is, when it gets to your gut, it doesn't fall in there and get processed in layers. 
So mm, we may yeah. eat from from heavy to light, but when it lands in there, there's not really enough time where it's kind of like a, like it's not an ombre situation happening <laughs> in, your, <laughs> in your digestive. Now, what is that like sand thing we used to make? Like those like sand yes. bars? Yeah. Oh yeah, what like for your parents? Called? Yeah. 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 Those are called. They still make them though. Yeah. My daughter's amazing. been at like an art class or two where she's come home with a little plastic thing. Uh, like, what do I do like, with this? Oh God, the bucket. Whenever the I babysit, crap. they're like, please take this home. Yes. It's like, like a rock with like a yeah, no. paper clip take on a, it. Take a photo and send yeah. it down this way. Um, so the doctors I've spoken to is say that there isn't really the medical science behind it. However, a lot of people and clients that I've spoken to say they swear by it and they feel much better when they practice those principles. So again, there may not be science there, but sometimes there doesn't need to be science there. Yeah. You can just do what feels good for you and your gut. So I always say with that one, I do not personally kind of air quote prescribe it for my community, but if intuitively it feels like it's right for you, go for it. Mm, good one. And then um, what's the best drink? Cocktail booze. If we must indulge from Erica. Ah, mm-hmm. She's like, you know, <laughs> knows who to ask the question. Too. Yeah. So anything that comes like straight from a plant without it being screwed around with essentially. So I recommend usually tequila. Um, I like um, vodka, but from plant sources. So you can get mm-hmm. um, like not from wheat, for example, like from potatoes. What's they make from vodka. Wheat? Like what's an example? It's traditional. Okay. To, yeah. Yeah. And I always do say. So it's, then it's not gluten free. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tito's, I do need to say is GMO corn. So everyone's all on the Tito's call. kick. So do not. Yeah. How did you find that out? I asked. So you email them? Yeah. What, what vodka? That. What's that? What vodka do you love? Like a Belvedere? I like Chopin. Chopin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Chopin. It's, it's really good. But okay. I don't drink a lot of vodka. Yeah. I drink, if I go for gold, I go for tequila. I go, my, my old dirty days was uh, whiskey. Oh. Jameson and ginger double, oh double, ja- double, fucking love that. double Jameson and ginger. You'll hear me order one from time to time. Damn. And I'm, you know, I could hold a night when I'm at a, a fish show with yeah. my husband. What's that? I could definitely hold. I could easily take seven shots. Behind. I was bartender. Oh. Easily Ooh. take seven. Shots would you actually Jameson. take the shots when people would do them? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't feel it when I was working, mm. but then I'd like get off shift and be like, you know, 4am. And then like, I wouldn't be wasted, but I was like, Oh, like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, go to the diner and feeling. eat like grilled Mott's cheese. Fries. Yeah. Mott's fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of an all or nothing girl. Damn. It's like I'm out having my drinks or Same. I'm doing nothing. Like I'm having seltzer Dude, with hilarious. lemon. So <laughs> random side note, Cardi B yeah. bought a Lambo and people were like, oh, you bought a Lambo. Like you leased it or like you bought it on credit or something. So she put a screenshot of her Wells her. Fargo depo- <laughs> of, of the taking out. So it was like taking out $530,000 right below that was Waffle House. <laughs> Swear to fucking God bless God. her. I, was I love like, her. Oh my God, my head's gonna <laughs> oh fucking explode. God. It's like a fucking six hundred thousand dollar car in the fucking Waffle House. I'm like, oh, that's Cardi B. But I'm actually glad that you brought up Cardi B because I want to give her a little shout out that she canceled her tour with Bruno Mars because she was scheduled to go on tour six weeks after having her child. She spoke with the doctor. The doctor's like, I don't recommend you bring this baby newborn Aww. with you on tour, and it's a little early to leave it. And she literally like Aww. is walking away from that massive opportunity because motherhood is different than what she thought it would be. And I just want to give her a little shout out wow. because it is, it will whip you six ways sideways and you got to listen to your gut. And she is. So what mm, about go it? girl? What about motherhood? It's fucking crazy. Oh my God. It's all crazy. So you have a daughter. She's two and a half. I have a daughter. She's two and a half. Start at the beginning. Like I did not want to get pregnant. <laughs> I wanted to have a family at some point, but it felt it happened real fast for mm. me, which was a gift. Of course, I think 
everyone involved in the universe, God, all the powers, but I really wasn't ready. I, my book was coming out two weeks before the baby came out. So the timing of that, but at the end of the day, it ended up being the biggest gift because it forced me to get real, like narrow-minded in the best way around my work. I couldn't, I didn't have time to dabble and dawdle and debate whether I was good enough or smart enough or new enough. I just Mm. had to go. And then she came and, you know, breastfeeding, I'm, I'm fortunate that breastfeeding, I don't want to say it was easy for me. My God, it was, you know, so much work, but it happened. But what no one told me was how much time breastfeeding was. Like, it's literally like, that's your entire life. Hour upon hour, upon hour, upon hour, upon hour, upon hour. And, and it was magical. And I got through it and moments that were tough. And I called myself, I was like the captain of my boobs. And I'd be like, every time I got in the shower, I'd like squeeze that nipple. Okay. Milk's coming out of that one. Squeeze that. I mean, like you do the most (laughs) gross things and I like (laughs) to make sure that you're, you're working, but it's just, it was just wild. It's, it's to watch this human that you love, that your heart is bursting and you like, like you can't breathe without them, but like you need to breathe without them. And like, you need to have your time for you and take care of mama and do your things. And, but it's, it's this unbelievable for ferocious push pull of love and insanity and beauty and pain and just the visceralness of like love Mm. in every moment. Beautiful. Damn, we had another interview this morning that was like really mother, mm-hmm. daughter focused, and the ferocity of the love was there too. It's just that it's was beautiful. Like, that was fucking just, crazy. That was the most it, beautiful thing I've heard. Thanks. In my whole life. Thanks. And you said you still breastfeed, yeah? I oh, do yeah. still. So, I'm not wow. shy. I my daughter's just Love turned that. two and a half. And I nurse her sometimes once a day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes no times a day. We're still kind of like dabble. I would say we're dabblers. Um, but in the moments when it's great, it is so great. And I kind of it's helpful in our lives because we do live kind of all over the place mm-hmm. and we travel so much and our schedules are not consistent. So that is something that is consistent for her and she loves it. And I have that, like, I don't want to say love hate, but there's definitely moments where I'm enjoying it and moments where I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want to be doing this right now. But I am so grateful for that connection that I have with her. Mm-hmm. And I would say if breastfeeding is important to you, it's worth, it's worth working on it. Yeah. And it it's, everyone needs to work on it. It's not something that we can be taught in one lactation session. You know, we do need to read the books and get the support and have the communities and know that if it's not right for you, that's okay. But if this is something you want, you're going to need a lot of help. And that's part of it. Are you still producing as much milk as you were? I have like, no how idea. Does I don't that... even know what she's getting. I'm probably, I think so. I'm, yeah, yeah, how I mean, does I that see work? It. Right? I see it. Yeah. It's so they say it goes until um, she stops, but some people's do dry up. I mean, they say dry okay. up. I mean, maybe I emotionally haven't dried it up yet either. Mm, And that's another tip I think about for breastfeeding moms. Like when I was pumping or nursing, I was thinking about the milk, like visually going through and just like Mm. flooding, like I have enough milk and it flows easily. Like using, again, kind of using that mind frame, using those visions, using that connection to self in every experience. Mm. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Um, (laughs) Boobs for all. Yeah. Boobs for all. (laughs) Milky, milky, booby for all. (laughs) She calls it milkies. She does. Milkies. Because the milk in a bottle is milk in a bottle and my my milk is milkies. Oh my God. I know. It's real cute. It's real cute. And I do kind of feel like a warrior. I'm like, I have a freaking two and a half year old hanging off my boob. (laughs) Cheers to me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do it in public? It's really just like a little bit before bed or sometimes if we're traveling, but I have, I I wouldn't be shy about it. I'm, 
I like, I also crave my daughter seeing other moms nursing. Cause I'm like, she never sees anybody. Oh. You know, it's like, I really do. I, I, I want to empower everyone to feed their babies, whether it's a bottle or a boob in public. So we can see that this is a part of yeah. being a mom and, and just kind of send you some energetic love. Mm. Mm. Cause love we need that. it. <laughs> Adrenal fatigue. What do you do? It's not something that I'm an expert in. Yeah. I really try and stay. Yeah. Honestly, like, of course, you know, nourishing your gut is going to help, but like that's, there's definitely people who have are experts in that, that can fucking love that. Know know thyself. Binge eating and emotional eating. Oh, what about it? (laughs) I know. A little booger on there. How to help (laughs) train your child. There's like boogies like everywhere. How to train your mind and body to curb the behavior. I'm going to throw meditation on that one. Mm. I really am. That's a good one. Do you have a meditation practice? Mm. And if you don't have one, um, find one that works for you. I recently took a course uh, called Ziva Meditation, Z-I-V-A, by Mm. my friend Emily, who just became a new mom. And I learned, and it was a 15-day online like digital course. And I learned that like I'd been meditating. People kind of taught me how to meditate, but I never like learned it from the ground up. And taking this course, I was like, it just gave me so many more tidbits that really served a real meditation practice. And, And it took meditation from something I should be doing or sometimes could do into something that became a part of me. And so I would say for something like that, dive fully into it. Mm. And obviously there's other tips, you know, around making sure that you're eating enough during your meals. Where's the behavior coming from? What's going on? I was unhappy in my life when I was binging the most. And even in moments when I was happy in my life, I wasn't nutritionally fed. So look at the practical, look at what's on your plate and then look at the emotional and what's going on. And that's what I, you know, spoke about earlier, the physical and emotional weight that we're carrying around. Like where is, where is that coming from? Because it's never just one. That's beautiful. Um, intermittent Thanks. fasting. Do you do you do that, or what are your thoughts? I'm glad someone asked this because I get asked well, this a lot. <laughs> I, I know because I'm like it came. It, it's it's. I get asked it a lot. And it, I didn't put it in the book. Um, so here's my thoughts on it. I do a modified, very light version of intermittent fasting. So that's my having some kind of bulletproof style um, drink in the morning, and then I'll have my power parfait, my breakfast later on. So I am getting a, a decent window in there. What time do you have breakfast? So I typically the the breakfast will come at like 11 after my workout and my dinner ranges. Sometimes I'll have dinner at six. Sometimes it will be at eight. Um, So it's not a big window there. It's not Mm -hmm. like what they would classically call intermittent fasting, Mm -hmm. but I consider it intermittent fasting if I'm not waking up and having breakfast within an hour of eating essentially. Here's my thing. And here's everything in the the Robin world. Um, I don't call it intermittent fasting. Because what I found is the second you give something a label mm. or a name or leaned into, lean into the trend of something, again, it goes into that camp of, oh, I'm doing it. I'm good. I'm not doing it. I'm bad. Mm. And so much can fall into that. So I tend to try and be like, okay, well, what's the practice or the habit or the support that I'm getting through that? And I focus on that rather than the like name, the headliner of it. Mm. That's such a good point. Yeah. Justin's such like, why is it point. called intermittent fasting? It's called skipping breakfast. <laughs> literally it's Damn. like what it's Conscious like, literally why is it called okay, that well, it's it is, true. because it is also add, I think personally adding in a fat drink before and that could be a smoothie yeah. or that could be you know yeah. people have all these different shades of gray I know. And also it, it helps like at night if people are eating super late so maybe mm-hmm. it's helping yes. them to monitor mm-hmm. you the know eating window. the eating window yeah, yeah that's so true yeah and again I'm speaking to my emotional eaters right 
Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. my girls like Emos. second we call it. Yeah. Second we call it something. We're like, oh, intermittent fasting. You've you've True. taken the power away from you and put it into a diet or a trend or a fat. Good one. Mm-hmm. Talk more. Can you just like expand on that a little bit more? Because I'm all my ultimate goal is that you know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to bring it back again and again and again to you asking yourself, well, how does that sound to you? What does that feel like for mm-hmm. you? How does that go? And yes, there needs to be a little bit of cleanup first before you can really hear people are like, well, what if my gut tells me I have to have French fries? It's yeah. like, well, you know, there might be a little pre-work, a little yeah. foundational work to do before, you know, it, it's telling you that and you know that you should listen or you should, you know, say, well, what else is going on here? But really, how can you um, become your own best coach, your own best guide, your mm. own best intuitive around your food and your life and everything? And mm. so it's really working that muscle. So even when you don't think you need to ask your intuition what you want for lunch that day, still ask. Even though I my most of my days look the way that I described... Mm-hmm. in our chat, I still ask. I still ask, do you want a power parfait today? And sometimes I hear that I I don't, but it's rare, but it's nice to get that yes, because that yes means that if I have a business decision I need to make later, I could go through that same process and I'll that yes or no will be stronger. Mm, and yeah. this is all coming from like, I'm a Libra. So I'm the queen of like indecision. And this is how I have like, you know, marathoned, mm. half marathon trained my way through that and out of that. Yeah, it mm. translates completely. If you, I feel like, yeah, if you're indecisive about what you're going to eat, you're going to be indecisive about so many other things. I, I forget if you mentioned this before. Are are you vegetarian? Okay, so my big like coming out party. Um, so I was pescatarian for twenty years, mm-hmm. maybe longer. Wait, twenty five wow. years? Seventeen? No, seventeen? Sixteen? Sixteen? I became pescatarian, and then when I was family planning, like pre getting pregnant, I was really craving meat and I started to eat a little bit. And so now I kind of eat everything. And my husband is still pescatarian. So he ate meat before he met me. And then I gave him this book and then he read it. Now he what still book? won't. I forgot the name. Uh, Jonathan Saffron for eating, eating animals. animals. Eating animals. That was by my Jeff. number one book. Yep. Yep. That was the one that mm-hmm. turned him. For and some was, reason that was said it. It. I was like, eating yeah, animals. you're like, you know, it's that one. And since my daughter, so that was three years ago, I have eaten some animal protein. And really, again, I listened to my gut. I went through stages with it where it's like all I wanted and now I'm kind of like, mm, it's not what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, going with my gut, recommending that others do the same, but I haven't still really told my family about that. Really? Mm-hmm. Because- um, Are they- They're just not on the like organic grass-fed train as much as I am. And I don't want to explain myself at family times. Like I'm just not interested in explaining myself. Oh my like God. I don't want to have to defend and or have so to go to that family, place. It's like- I don't want to talk about this. Why are we talking about this? Yeah, let's talk. There's like so much more to literally talk about. We like sit down for dinner. She's like, yeah, I, I, I understand ve- vegetarian, but I don't really know about being vegan. I'm like, I'm like, Terry. I literally, Terry, Terry, like literally Terry. I have no idea why we're talking about, you know, it's yeah. like, People it's, want to talk about it more than it's you want usually, to talk about it. It's usually like I find I'm, my family's overall pretty healthy, mm-hmm. but my dad will go through periods and he'll just be like, well, come on. Just why can't you just, Yo. you know, like yeah. we're here. Like you, yeah. you, you can be a little bad. And I'm Justin like, does that, to me. It doesn't have like, to do with that. I'm like, okay. Like I get you. I get it. Cause like I'll have moments where I'm like, yeah, I, I'm going to enjoy this and indulge and do whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I also, in that case, I don't want to 
be kind of pressured like that. Yeah. Because yeah. then the food's coming in and I'm having this weird guilt yeah. about not standing not in my truth. You. Yeah, I wanted to be like on my own. Yeah. Be. My Justin's own like, time. come on, come on, be bad, be bad. I'm like, I don't want to be bad right now. Yeah, I'll everyone, everyone in everyone's life support. Yeah. Just how can you, how, what would be, and if you don't know, what would be supportive right now? And I actually just had a little like aha moment in my head. I'm realizing that I was using pescatarianism as a way to control, mm. to say no to that much of the menu. Yeah, I feel that. And then I realized when I started to eat more this way and get much more in tune with my body and really finally let the diet mentality go, I didn't need that additional layer of control. Mm. I could yeah. trust myself. Yeah. Yeah. And here we I are. And then also too. when I when I cut out meat so long ago, there weren't the choices and the options and the information as much that we have now. Mm. Um, but really I support all. I work with vegans to omnivores, like really the whole range of clients. And my books, like I have a chicken Marbella and there's a sprouted tofu Marbella and they are both equally as delicious. So mm. I'm very, very conscious of plant-based, plant-based peeps. Tell us about your books. Ah, so my first book, Go With Your Gut, that came out um, two and a half years ago. And that's kind of like a digestive health primer and it has more subjects in it. So it's about like shopping and cravings Mm. and probiotics. And then um, a couple uh, after that book came out, what do you? Oh, my! Some of my tools in there. So after yeah, that, these are awesome. after that book came out, thank you. Uh, my publisher was like, "We want a weight loss book." I was like. F you, I don't want to write a weight loss book. Who the hell wants to talk about weight loss? And then I realized, well, that's what I was talking about all day long in my coaching programs. And that I had something right. different to say about it, that I could reframe it and reshape it and say, okay, we can nourish our guts. We can focus there. We can clean that up. And then we can connect that to how are we feeling in our bodies? What is the conversation we need to have around our weight? Because I realized like, you know, almost everything is more important than how much we weigh on a scale. However, you still feel a, deserve to feel amazing in your body. And you can be a spiritual person and feel good and great in your life and still want to lose weight. And that's okay. And mm. I can be a voice for that in a very sane and supported way. Wow. I'm going to get lost. I know. In I this love this. Book. It's beautiful. I see the kombucha question. Yes. Yeah, so I get that question a lot yeah. um, because it's, it's it has sugar. So people are like, well, the, so kombucha is a fermented tea. There's a organism that's introduced to it that creates probiotics in the environment and the drink has probiotics. So, but that organism, a SCOBY needs sugar. So it eats the sugar to create the probiotics. It's like it's diet essentially. Gross. Um, and some people say it's, it is real, real like science lab. But I love that stuff. The I was the girl. Scoby. I know. See you I later. know. I know. But I was <laughs> the girl who was like doing the you know the weird stuff in science class um, and loving it. Um, <laughs> so they say that the scoby eats all the sugar. That's not true. There's still some sugar in there. So that's like a trade off, right? So you're getting some good bacteria, but you're also getting a little sugar. Some people are okay with a little bit of sugar. Yeah. You know, it's really in in portion. Um, and the tip I like to give around kombucha is we are drinking way too much of it. It's supposed to be in like a shot glass, like two to four ounces. So I oh, said, I wow. let you get away with like six. Um, but th- those whole bottles, those are two servings. So what I recommend doing is um, four ounces, four to six ounces in a glass and then cut the rest with sparkling water or mm. seltzer. And then you feel like you're having a big old booch. You'll save money that way too. Love that. Yeah, that's a good one. Health Aid has the half things now. They do. The They're yeah, so cute. They're yeah. so smart. Yeah, so smart. smart. Yeah. Because it's like it's too much. We're not supposed to have that much. Yeah. More, more in the health world is definitely not more. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing. Sorry. I really, really, no, really love this. The one, two, three food freedom tool mm-hmm. and then the four, five, six, um, eat and complete practice. Can you talk about that? It's yeah. So, so cool. one, two, three food freedom is basically my way to get you to chew 
more. So one is, and I want to look at the four, five, six, because I'm like, what's I mixed those ones up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need that one. I'm like, I wrote, I wrote like, this. Mm. I, was, I was pregnant when I wrote this. <laughs> so I'm like, something. I'm like, I wrote that. Wow. <laughs> so did I write that or did the baby write that? So step one in food freedom tool is to look at your food. So take in whatever you're Dude, eating. I think about that right? all the time. Sometimes I'm like, I haven't looked at what I'm putting in my mouth. It's a huge once. step. You know, mm. we all want to be eat, my, eating more mindfully, eating more intuitively. Here's the roadmap. So one, take a look. And also I really highlight this. Um, that it doesn't matter what you're eating. We tend to skip over this one, especially if it's like mm. a food we think we shouldn't have. So really, no matter what it is. Step two, take a breath. Again, talking about pooping earlier on the potty, coming into body, come yeah. into body when you're about to eat. And also that helps you relax your belly, which helps you relax your digestive system, which helps mm. you digest your food better. And then step three, this is my favorite. People call me, I'm like the queen of this, the chew, to chew. So chew your food completely. Ideally really to liquid before yeah. swallowing. Again, we're all like, well, slow down or, you know, eat for at least 30 minutes. Like just focus on the chewing. That will have, have everything else happen. So one, two, three, look, breathe, chew. If you just remember the chewing, that's fine. And then I have the four, five, six, eat and complete. So four is to rest and digest. So we've talked a lot about like getting a, a lunch break or taking your time with your food, but your body actually needs a few minutes after you've completed it. So finish your food, go for a walk around the block. I don't know, listen to a podcast for even just five minutes. Just do something before you go into the next thing because your body does need all your mm. resources for you to be able to digest that food. Um, step number five, mark the end. So put your food away, clean up, or just say thank you. Like, thank you for that meal. Just something that's like a period. I think of that as the period on the end of the sentence. Mm. So you're not leaving it open-ended. So we're not like eating through the whole rest of our day. Mm. And then step six is, this is a good one. If you feel like you need it is pause and reflect and see how did you feel from that? Our bodies are talking to us all the time. Sometimes mm. I'll eat something. And I'll be like, I did not like that. Well, what was it? Like, remember, like take a minute mm. to get that information because you have, we have so much information and all, how many times a day do we eat, right? You know, so taking a moment to take it in and see what it is mm -hmm. and do you need it? Or, and it might just be, I feel great. Great. Every time you note you feel great, you're feeding the, I feel great, yeah. you know, bag. Mm. I love food so much that like, it makes me sad when I like speed through it. Me too. You know that's why I mean? the like, chewing. Makes me Chew, that slows sad. you down. Slows yeah. you down. It feels so good. I know. That's really down. why I think I created all these practices was so I could just hang out eating for as long as you Yeah, truly. Possible. No, this is a really valuable book. Thin from within. Thank you. The go with your gut way to lose weight. Thank you so much. This is like bevy we yeah, have serious amazing <laughs> information i was just thinking Aww. i'm like oh this is such a good one thanks ladies <laughs> are gonna love so it much yeah. Yeah. thank um, you where can our babes find you oh, so my name robin euclid r-o-b-y-n-y-o-u-k-i-l-i-s that will be in the show notes but also mm -hmm. my book then from within you can grab my author name and then head to my website from there as well. And it's available on all local bookshops pretty much and Amazon. It, it sold out actually. And it just came really? back in stock on Amazon. Yeah. We just yeah. did an emergency reprint, which took Humble two brag. months. I was like, oh my God. Well, my publisher was like, go sell books. I was like, okay, I sold the books. I was like, where's the rest of the book? She's like, you sold all the books. Oh, so I was like, okay. That's great. Yeah. Because in the book, I have a three-day um, gut healing reset. Love so it's that. not a detox not a detox. It's just to get you meal prepping essentially mm -hmm. and like eating this way mm -hmm. and getting familiar with it. And I did a free global reset and 
we had thousands of people from around the world and they bought up all the books. So I'm not complaining. It's great. This is like, I had a moment on my way over here in traffic and I was like freaking out and there was so much going on. I spilled my yogurt everywhere Mm. and you know, my husband needs me and everyone needs me. And I just had this moment where I put on that song, cue song in a a moment. And I (laughs) literally all I heard from my gut and I saw on the screen in front of me were the words, it's not about you. Mm. Mm. It's not about me. It's about all of you listening because being stuck in food hell sucks. It sucks to not feel good in your body. It sucks to feel controlled by what you're putting on your plate and the choices you're making. And all I want for you is to feel like you've got this, you can do this, and you're freaking amazing because you are. Mm. Damn, you fucking murdered this. It's <laughs> crazy. You fucking killed this. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Like, wow. <laughs> uh, do you want? We should do an event. You channel really well. I'd love to do an event. Yeah, you channel really well. We crush events if you wanted to know about a little bit yeah. about us. I, I say, should we do it? I'm a big event girl. Just, yeah. I used to be a clipboard girl. So I was like crush. doing all the events and stuff and uh, producing them. We and, have them coming oh, out of our ass. But oh, we let's do an event. Do you guys want us, do you want us to do an event? Give yeah. us a little, yeah. a little holler. Yeah. It, yeah. Remember to subscribe and, subscribe and to comment and to like. And do all the, I'm going to give them a little <laughs> she's like, out. She's like, it's in the show <laughs> notes. <laughs> like, who, who's doing this interview here? Robin? <laughs> like, let me know my thing. Yeah, literally. Come on. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, subscribe, rate, and review. Krista told you to do it. <laughs> All right, we love you. We will see you Thank soon. You. Please connect with Robin. And then um she said it all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Enjoy the song. Love you. Enjoy the song. <laughs> How about it? How about that? I love that gut related to intuition, kind of like seeing the gut as um, such an integrative part to your health, wellness, and spirituality. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, I can never learn enough. I know. I love it. It was just a good health one. I'm like, mm-hmm. it just, we needed like a little mm-hmm. dose of health with Robin. She's so fun. Um, so, Robin Euclid, the book is Thin from Within. It's great. I have it at my house um, and I read it. And wanted to read the review of the week from Hannah L. Davis. Thank you, sweet one. Five stars. This podcast has truly inspired my leap into the more spiritual, holistic world. The guests they have on are so knowledgeable, comforting, and real. I listen to this podcast when I drive, when I work out, and when I just need to clear my head. I always leave feeling refreshed and inspired. The topics on health and fitness were what drew me to almost 30, but I've learned so much more about spirituality, healing, and wellness than I could have ever imagined. Please come to Nashville. We are trying and we will yes. be there next year. We have a whole list. Yes. A whole list of places Nashville, that we need to go to. Philadelphia, Minneapolis, DC, Ohio. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Columbus. Totally. Columbus. Thank you for that. That's very sweet. Yep. And thank you to everyone like who we run into in person too, mm-hmm. not just on the tour, but mm-hmm. we do run into people all the time. And um, you guys are so sweet and cool. And of course we want to talk to you and connect with you. And you always just say the nicest things that remind us why we do this. It's the best. So thanks for listening. You can again, join our secret Facebook group. It's popping off as per usual. And it's just such a supportive, wonderful community. And almost30podcast.com slash tours where you can get tickets for our remaining stops this year. And you can find us on Instagram at almost30podcast. Connect with us, DM us, tag us, all of that. Love you. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>